on the phone. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Ice Cold Sports News. My name is the one and only the Michael Cole, and you got a lot of good things going on right now. You got the beginning of the MLB season. You got the NBA playoffs, and you got the NHL playoff for my hockey fans out there. You got the Champions League going on right now. But we're not going to talk about any of that. We, we're talking about the NFL offseason because the NFL offseason, I mean, it's, it's entertainment. The NFL offseason is a season of its own. I mean, and this year hasn't let us down so far. So many entertaining things going on. So today, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, what team I feel like has won the offseason so far. What team is coming on strong and, you know, what teams are falling off. And, you know, there are some big-time players out there that are unhappy. And we'll talk about that, too, because you, you don't want you to you make your franchise players mad. And there have been teams that have done that. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, let's dive in. Because it's been it's been a crazy all season, and what if three years ago, what if three years ago I would have told you that players like these were going to be cut in three years? Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson, and Dominican Sue, Tyron Matthew, Michael Crabtree, Richard Sherman, Muhammad Wilkerson, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy Macklin. And Mike Pouncey. I mean, these are some of the best players in the league at their position. At least three years ago they were. But, I mean, if you watch the NFL, you know it's what have you done for me lately. Okay, you led the league in rushing three years ago. Okay, you led the league in touchdowns two years ago, receiving touchdowns. And, okay, you sacked this many players Four years ago. Ah, we don't care about none of that. What did you do last season? That's what the NFL is. They don't care about all that. So a lot of big-time players have got cut, and that has created a wild offseason. So let's talk about who's won the offseason because you've had a lot of teams, I feel like, have made some very, very impressive moves. But nobody has been more impressive than the Los Angeles Rams. Best offseason so far, in my opinion. They have won the offseason before, you know, the draft, of course. But let's let's look at some of their additions. Ndamukong Sue, Ramick Wilson at linebacker. So, I mean, their front their front was already dominant with Michael Brockers, with Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive lineman in the game. If not, he's top two with J.J. Watt, but I say he's the best. And Michael Brockers, I mean, he's he's nasty. And you add Ndamukong Sue to that? Ooh. Oh, boy. Close your eyes, quarterbacks. Ramick Wilson, you add him at linebacker. He's a nice linebacker who can fill in there. But I want to talk about this secondary. Now, the Jaguars, if you watched football last year, had 
the best secondary by a pretty good margin. But what if I told you they won't be the best secondary this year? They, uh, yeah, I know, man. I love A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey, too. But if you look at what the Rams just did, man, are you kidding me? Akeem Tlaib. Okay, yeah, he's in his 30s, blah, blah, blah. But look at his production. Come on now. That guy still got it. Marcus Peter. Marcus Peters. One of the best corners in the league, point blank, period. Just, you know, he comes with baggage. Of course, you know, I mean, if you watched Marcus Peters, you saw him, you know, last year throw the flag into the stands. And, you know, I mean, he throws his temper tantrums. But, man, flat out the dude can ball. And he's playing at home now, so that can be good. <laughs> that can be bad. We'll see how it turns out for Marcus Peters. But you put a key to lead besides Marcus Peters, and that's <laughs> that's nasty. Now, let's talk about the sneaky addition, Sam Shields. A lot of you may remember number 37 making big plays in Green Bay, but this is how his career has gone. Concussion, 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 concussion. Then he retired. I mean, he, he had to. Well, I mean, he didn't formally retire, but, you know, Green Bay released him, and he wasn't going to play football. You know, he took a year off because, I mean, his, his, his head couldn't handle it. He had a lot of headaches. But if Sam Shields comes back as Sam Shields, because they asked him, they were like, do you still feel like the same player? And he said the speed, which is obviously Sam Shields' best trait, Speed hasn't went anywhere. So if Sam Shields, if he, Sam Shields was a number one corner in Green Bay. If Sam Shields turns into a, a very good number four corner on this team, we'll talk about why he'll be the number four corner because there's another good corner on this team as well. But if he turns into a good fourth corner, they've got their money's worth. Tlaib, Shields, Peters, mm. And and we're not even going to talk about – nah, we're going to talk about it because I said I was going to talk about it. Nikhil, Roby, Coleman, he's already on this team, plays cornerback. And a lot of you may not know who that is, but I'm just going to tell you right now, he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. So he's that he's got the slot. That's on lock. So you put him in the slot, you put Tlaib and Peters outside, any of those guys go down, you have shields to bring in. Man, come on. <laughs> this Ram secondary, this Ram cornerback group is nasty. And you want to talk about the whole secondary? Okay. They just franchised LaMarcus Joyner, who was one of the best young safeties in the league this year. And they just franchise tagged him. So you got a safety of that caliber, and you have – four corners of that caliber. This secondary is going to be nasty. Now, with all this said, what did they do offensively? Well, receiver was a weakness. You have Todd Gurley, who was a monster offensively this season. You have Jared Goff, who made, you know, very good improvements. You have a pretty good offensive line. But they needed a receiver. They let go Sammy Watkins. They need a receiver, and they got Brandon Cooks from the Patriots, and I think that's a big-time move because you team him up with Cooper Cup, who I really like, and Robert Woods, 
who has a very, you know, he has his moments where he's like, man, Robert Woods, is he can be dominant. Like, And, you, you know, that's a very good threesome at receiver, especially with what you got at running back. I mean, you don't have to have Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, when you when you got Todd Gurley behind you. But that's, that's a nice group. Now, the biggest question for them left maybe is they need pass rushers. They traded Robert Quinn. And, I mean, he he wasn't, you know, as productive as the earlier 2013 Robbie Quinn. And I told you it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately NFL now. But they need pass rushers on the outside because they have them on the inside. Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, Michael Brockers, he doesn't get too much better than that. So the Rams have won the offseason. But there's a team that has won one game in the last two years, one game in the last two years that's not too far behind them this offseason, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have come on strong this offseason. And the question now is how competitive will they be? Can they win eight games? Can they win five games? And I can see them, I mean, five games, I I don't think that'll be too hard. Eight games, it'll be interesting. But there's no doubt about it. The fact that after winning one game in two years, them being considered for a 500 record is amazing. Demarius Randle, he up and down career in Green Bay. They traded for him, traded Deshaun Kaiser. But he finished he finished that his last season in Green Bay strong. They're planning to move him to safety. So, you know, that's where he played in college. Green Bay moved him to corner. Which you no know, turned out to be so so, and but you know he was a he was one of the top safeties coming in. Tyrod Taylor. Buffalo didn't want Tyrod Taylor. They did everything in their power, and they even benched him, and saw how bad Peterman played, and they had no choice. They had no choice but to put Tyrod Taylor back in, and I think that's a very smart move for the Browns to get Tyrod Taylor, you know, because even if they, you know, draft the quarterback this year, they'll have Tyrod Taylor as a guy that, you know, they're not saying he's a bridge starter, but most likely he's going to be that guy in between the franchise guy who they plan for in the future. And I think that's a pretty good option to have because Tyrod Taylor can win you some football games. Then Jarvis Landry, they paid that man. And I think deservingly so. People say, oh, he – Catches six yards, seven yard slot routes, man. Jar- Jarvis Landry is a monster. Cause you know you won't find a lot of receivers that's gonna go across the middle with two hundred and forty five pound, four five running linebackers coming full speed at you, or a two hundred and ten pound safety coming downhill, full momentum, ready to clean you and dislodge you from the ball. And Jar- Jarvis Landry, he takes on that challenge. Tough guy. Not the fastest, but some of the most sure hands in the NFL. I mean, go look at his highlights. You can, man, even look at his college highlights. I mean, he had one catch at LSU, I think it was against Arkansas, where he was in the air and he spinned in the end zone. The ball was thrown behind him. He spinned and caught it with one hand. Don't believe me? Go to YouTube. But, I mean, Carlos Hyde, too. That was an interesting pickup. Carlos Hyde is a very nice running back, but, you know, I was on the – Saquon Barkley train, and I was saying, man, I mean, 
they can get Barkley. And who knows, they may still get Barkley, but you got Duke Johnson already at running back. So you got Hyde, Duke Johnson, and you'd add Barkley, you know, three running backs for a team that have, you know, more needs than that because obviously Joe Thomas retired. So that's a, you know, big loss. And, you know, one of the more respectful players I've respected in the NFL in the last 10 or so years. But the Browns are coming on strong. And my one thing I want to say, these aren't your normal Cleveland Browns. Because people are saying, oh, they're going to draft a quarterback and it's going to go just like Brady Quinn. It's going to go just like Johnny Menzel. Nope. John Dorsey is the, the GM there now. And John Dorsey, let me familiarize you with him. He comes from a, a the Ron Wolf tree is what they call it. Ron Wolf was, you know, he, he was an amazing GM in Green Bay for a long time. And they call it the Ron Wolf tree because a lot of GMs and a lot of front office guys have come through there. I mean, just to name a couple, John Snyder in Seattle and Reggie McKenzie in Oakland, they've, you know, put together respectable teams over the past few years. And even Green Bay's new GM, Brian Gutekus, and other just front office guys in the NFL, there are a lot that have come from that one wolf tree. So he's respected. John Dorsey has respect in his league. And, you know, people think he can turn it around. I think so, too. So the Browns are coming, and I think they've two top five picks, number one and number four. This team, I mean, you you get two top five picks, at least one of them's going to be a hit. If if you miss two top five picks, that my, I mean, you you can grab a two year old and put the projected top ten picks in a hat, and that two year old can close their eyes and grab two of them out of there. And most likely one of them's gonna pan out, at least. So the Browns, it's no way they blow this. There's no way. But okay. Moving on. Now a NFC West question. The Seahawks have dominated the NFC West. They've dominated it. But you obviously you have the Rams. I mean, I talk about they've won the offseason so far and they, you know, had a very good year last year. So, you know, it's looking more like the Rams division right now. Arizona Cardinals, they uh I don't have a lot of confidence in them right now. You get rid of Tyron Matthew. That was a iffy move to me. But you get David Johnson back, me at least, but I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in that team. But the 49ers have the 49ers passed the Seahawks? Ooh. I say yes. I'm going to say yes. So far, based on what we've seen in the offseason, I think the 49ers are a better put-together team. And let me explain. The 49ers, they locked up Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, eight games. I mean, I wouldn't have paid them that much, but, you know, whatever you got to do, I guess. And I like this Jarek McKinnon pickup. Jarek McKinnon is an explosive guy to the backfield, and his strongest attribute is pass catching. And Kyle Shannon, Kyle Shannon, Shanahan, excuse me, is amazing with pass catching running backs. I mean, you saw Devontae Freeman in Atlanta during the Super Bowl run. They couldn't contain him. And that's 
what Jared McKinnon is going to be for the 49ers. He's going to be that explosive guy who can get the job done in those situations. You you put him out there against linebackers or safeties, and he's going to dominate those matchups. I think the 49ers have passed the Seahawks. Seahawks, you lose Jimmy Graham, who was a touchdown machine. I mean, it looked like they finally were starting to learn how to use him. He gone. Richard Sherman, okay, Achilles injury. I can understand why they let him go, but – Dude's got something to prove. <laughs> Michael Bennett, Jeremy Lane, the other cornerback that was opposite Richard Sherman. Paul Richardson, who's a so-so wide receiver. I mean, he's an explosive guy. Sheldon Richardson is the biggest loss, in my opinion. He's still real young, and he was dominant with the Jets. They only had him. I mean, they didn't have him for long. They let him go. They let him walk. And those are iffy moves. You know why? Because their biggest signing has been Ed Dixon. Now, and he's a tight end. I guess he's your Jimmy Graham replacement. But Seahawks need to do more. They'll have to hit it. They'll have to hit it hard in the draft. Now, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has, has thrown some a couple, you know, little passive-aggressive messages at Green Bay. I mean, the the most you know famous one I guess was either him liking a tweet, was saying um, basically the Packers are losing a receiver who's put up big numbers in a Super Bowl in Jordy Nelson, and the other one is he was like, well I guess players play and coaches coach, and you know things like that. So he. Basically implying, you know, you know, they were asking him, does he have any say so in the front office decisions? And, you know, Aaron Rodgers pretty much didn't find out about the Jordy Nelson fiasco until it was afterwards, pretty much. You know, they told him they were letting him go. And he, he didn't take that well. He's he's unhappy. But are the Packers getting better though? Have the Packers improved? And I say yes. I say yes, the Packers have improved. They still, obviously, the biggest thing left is you have to lock up Aaron Rodgers on that extension, but, I mean, he's kind of mad right now. So, (laughs) but money talks. But you look at what the Packers have done so far, especially defensively. Muhammad Wilkerson, three years, two years ago, was one of the most feared front, um, front seven guys in the NFL. One of the more feared defensive ends, period, when he was in up there playing with the Jets. He was one of the most feared guys. I mean, he could get after the quarterback. He was powerful against the run. He's physically gifted. I mean, he's huge. And you combine him with Mike Daniels, and Kenny Clark came on really strong at nose tackle for that team. So you look at that, and one of the most underrated signees, or the free agency class was Green Bay getting Tremont Williams back at corner. Tremont Williams had an amazing year with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he's about to be, I believe, 35 years old, but, I mean, they got balled out. I mean, the instincts are still there that he had in his first stint in Green Bay, and he looks good. He's played with Mike Pittman before, who's the new defensive coordinator in Green Bay, who, by the way, has historically put up top 10 defenses pretty much every year. And you give Aaron Rodgers a top 10 defense, who knows what's going to happen. And you lose Jordy Nelson, but you get Jimmy Graham. 
Now, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had that that big tight end threat. Jerry Cook started to emerge as that towards the end of his career. I mean, the end of his, you know, one season in Green Bay. And Jermichael Finley, you know, was that until the neck injury. But Aaron Rodgers is unhappy now, but we know winning cures all, unless you're Kyrie Irving. But (laughs) I think the Packers are better, and they still have more moves to make, obviously, and hopefully those moves will make Aaron Rodgers happy going down the road. And let's talk about the most underrated signing so far because I just I mentioned a couple underrated signings and like Tremont Williams and guys like that. But the most underrated signing in football so far through free agency is Jeremy Hill going to the Patriots. That's a scary move for some teams. That's scary. Let's 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 talk about Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill as a rookie ran for over 1,100 yards. He came in, you know, he was getting his dance on in the in the end zone after touchdowns, and you know, he's a very good running back. But since then, I mean, the two years following, he averaged under four yards a carry. Then last year, his role was minimal. I mean, to say the least. Gio Bernard and Joe Mixon, who they drafted, split a lot of the carries. And, you know, Jeremy Hill was pretty much the odd man out. And it wasn't, like, because of a lack of talent because, I mean, Jeremy Hill is talented. And, I mean, like I said, he ran for 1,100 yards as a rookie. And he fits – oh, he fits perfect with the Patriots. I mean, that zone zone run type scheme, and he's one of the best cutting cutting backs probably in the league especially at 235 pretty much he can he can cut really well for his size and he's going to fit well for that team I mean you lose Deion Lewis who I think was a nice pickup for the Titans too that's a real nice pickup for the Titans and you get Jeremy Hill Jeremy Hill is you know he's that battery ram that the Patriots will need on third and twos third and ones they can get him the ball and he can get the job done I think that's the most underrated signing Look for Jeremy Hill to have a big role in New England. And the last topic we'll talk about is Des Bryant. The Cowboys released Des Bryant. If you know Des Bryant, he's an emotional guy. He wears his emotions on his shoulders, and he he talks that talk. And oh, when they released Des Bryant, he said it's personal. It's personal. They said he walked out of the building saying, "See y'all twice." I want y'all twice. And, I mean, I'm not surprised Des Bryant has that kind of hunger. But he wants revenge. Des Bryant wants blood. He wants blood. He doesn't care. Oh, it's a business, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I want to catch six touchdowns in one game on you. Now, he didn't say that, but, I mean, that's probably how he feels. Six touchdowns in one game. That's, but, man, Des Bryant wants revenge. And, oh, that's going to be fun to watch. I want to see where he ends up. There are a number of teams that need wide receivers. I mean, he could end up anywhere. He could go somewhere. I mean, like you look at New England, that might be a nice spot for him. You look at teams. I mean, there are a lot of teams that could use Des Bryant. Tennessee Titans could potentially use him. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, they're desperate for receivers over there. They could use him. I mean, maybe even Green Bay. Look out for that one. Green Bay is a sneaky one. You know, you lose Jordy Nelson, Mike can get Des Bryant on a cheaper deal. So, but the main thing is Des Bryant wants division. They say he wants to play him twice a year. If he wants to play him twice a year, he'd have to stay in the division. 
And right now, I don't I mean, unless it's the Redskins, maybe, I don't see any of those teams in the division really wanting him. So we'll see how that plays out. But, man, I, I can't wait to find out where Des Bryant goes because it'll be interesting. I hope the Cowboys are on the schedule. If they are, I'll have two bags of popcorn, a large fruit punch drink, sit back in my chair, and just and just watch him go to work because I don't think they'll have an answer for him that day. I mean, he might get 25 targets. <laughs> no, but, but really, that'll be fun to watch. But that's all today with the Ice Cold Sports News. My name is DeMichael, the one and only Cole. We out.